got so much faith going in me right now for God to bring in finances that we never owe on that building at all. That the Lord blesses you and in blessing you, he overflows and blesses us. Whether you're sitting here or whether you're watching or wherever you're at, that God brings. We're believing for the blessing of God to enter your life. And through your overflow, that thing will be paid off. We'll never owe anything. So many churches, they're wrapped up in debt for so long. Debt's a bondage. We just believe that God's going to be bringing in those finances supernaturally, right? So there's going to be stuff. There's going to be things that we need to do. There, are, there will be more uh, finances that will be needed for that. There'll be faith for souls that we need to put out there. Stuff, we're, we're busy. We're moving. We're making things happen in the kingdom of God. Guess what that's going to require on you? It's going to require some faith. You're going to have to be active in your faith, active in your prayers, active in the things that you do. But let me, let me read this to you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Moving into this also, here's what I want to do. I know that you might not be prepared for it today, but starting next Sunday, I'm going to be going into another period of fasting. I'm asking you next Sunday to start fasting for 21 days. Now that'll put us into the new building and into our first service. When it, The first service will be on Easter joint with Growing Family Church. The week after that will be our first one just as Boomerang Church. I'm asking you to fast during that period of time. Now what you fast, I'll leave that between you and the Lord. Something I would suggest is maybe just a 6, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. fast at least. And then, you know, don't get three meals after 6 p.m. in between that and go to sleep time. But, you know, there's a, but I'm asking you, hey, is this going to take some groundbreaking? Yes. yes. Is this going to take some anointing yes. to see God? Does God have some plans for us that are over and above what everybody else can see? Yes. But can you, with your faith, see it? Yes. Can you? Yes. And so if you can, that's going to take, how are we going to become an overcomer? In 1 John 5, 4, it says we overcome by our faith. Even our faith, it overcomes the world. That means faith without works is dead. That means we've got to apply some things. All right, Lord, I see what you're doing. I see how you're breaking debt and canceling debt. In a month and a half, we've had over $80,000 of debt erased based off of the Word of God. And we've had over 26,000 unexpected money come in and bless people in, in here. Not just the church, but I'm talking about the people, the partners of Boomerang. That's miraculous. I've got people sending me messages. How are you canceling that much debt? I'm like, well, we just listened to the Lord. You know, we just, he told us we were seeking him. And I told him we were seeking him by fasting. And he started giving us words because we needed some stuff broke off. And now it's breaking off. Well, how are we going to break loose in this new building and into the vision that God has for us? The same way. And we're moving into a new season. So I'm asking you, join, let's all join together and let's break into this new season the way that God says it. But not only that, when we do that corporately, what's going to happen to you individually? It's going to break into your season too. It's going to be awesome. Your, your breaking loose will come out of that too. How many people when you fasted uh, towards the beginning of the year, you saw some stuff break off of your life? Amen. Amen. I, the testimonies were coming almost every day. Somebody said, this just happened. That just happened. Let's go after the Lord. And I'm asking you. So I'm going to be going, I'm going to start next Sunday. And it'll go to that first Sunday that we're in there by ourselves. But you can start today, start then or whatever. I'm just asking you, let's do this together. And you ask the Lord, what do you want me to fast? What do you want, want me to do? Amen. Just seek him. Let him talk to you. And whatever he says, he knows what you can and can't do. So I'm asking you to fast. I'm asking you to start believing God for items for Springfest to win souls. I'm asking you to start believing for money. Let's pay this thing off and never owe a dime on it. Amen. God's, God's given us an opportunity and a blessing. That's where people that are ready say, I'm ready to engage my faith and step up to it. I'm asking you for that stuff. Now, do you all have everything that I'm asking you for right now? Then how's it going to happen? Let me show you. 
2 Corinthians 9, verse 5. So I thought it necessary to urge the brethren that they would go on ahead to you. In other words, Paul was coming to this Corinthian church and he said, I thought it was necessary that you would go on ahead to send some folks. Go ahead. Let me send some folks ahead. They're going to get there. And why did he say, why did he feel like it was necessary to send some folks ahead of him? He said, to arrange beforehand your previously promised bountiful gift. In other words, they had said, when you come, we're going to have a bountiful Now see, here's Paul. Here's Paul basically. It looks like he's, he's been in ministry before. He understands just because everybody that puts their word out there doesn't mean that their word yeah, means what it should. He, he's got some ministry experience speaking here. Because people get under the anointing, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'll do that. But then they won't continue to do the same stuff the next day. But he says, look, I, I want to make sure that the bountiful gift that you did promise, I want to get it to the place. It's important. This is also ministry experience. He's not just getting to the place where they actually have the gift. He doesn't want them just to have it in their hands. He wants their heart prepared. Because if they just give it, but their heart's not right, they might as well not have given it. They want to give it with a prepared heart. And so he says, You're, so that the same would be ready as a bountiful gift and not affected by covetousness. In other words, Paul said, I, I sent them ahead so that they would start preparing the hearts of people. Look, I want you to have this gift ready, but I don't want you to be giving it grudgingly. Oh, okay. You know, this, this is not how he wants us to get to the place where we say, hey, here's me. Here's my life. Here's my money. Jesus, here's, here's who I am. I'm giving myself to you. And I'm not giving it grudgingly. See, there's a key here. Paul understands this. He has some experience in helping people get up out of their ditch and move into the overflowing life that God has for them. He knows how to help get them to that place. And he sent some people to get them to the place where they were ready to give. So let's keep reading. It says, each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart. In other words, we need to be intentional and purpose ourselves to do something. See, I'm asking you for things that the Lord has given us vision to do, the Spring Fest. He's opened up this building. Do you know in your leadership here and then in my leadership, like the mentors and pastors that I'm connected with, none of them had a check on us moving. Right. Not one check. Do you know what that means? That means God's got a good, yes. good plan. I mean a good plan. That's right. But is it just going to happen? No. I can tell you from eight years of being a pastor, it is not just going to happen. Somebody has got to get on with a mission and vision of God and say, I'll do something about that mission. I'll do something about what God wants. Well, that means somebody's got to stand up and say, I've got some faith. That's right. I've got some faith and I'm going to apply it. Right? That's good. So then he says this. He says, uh, he says, now I say this, he who sows, oh, excuse me, yep, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. I skipped that verse a second ago. So he's talking about when they came and give, well, he wants to make sure that their bountifulness was in their heart, that they had purposed, and then this is what I read. Each one must do just as he's purposed in his heart. They were intentional to be about the things of God. Yes. They were intentional, not grudgingly or under compulsion. In other words, they weren't going, oh, I'm giving, but I don't want to. That wasn't happening. They, they were happy to give. They were ready. And they weren't being forced to give. They were deciding, I want to give. I want to. See, and, and you know what? I think all of us in this, in this environment, we want to say, I want to give. But the truth of the matter is, we want to give until we actually see that stuff leaving our hands, you know. We, we want to give and then it's like, or, or maybe even after we walk away, we go, oh my gosh, did I just do that, you know. And, and we, 
back up and go, oh, I don't know about that. You know, I was, I was uh, talking to some people with a large ministry recently, and he said that anointing to give will come on, and people will give things like uh, there have been uh, people that have given jewelry and stuff in an, in an offering. And it's not people sitting up there pulling. I, I mean, I, in the same ministry, I was sitting there, and the Holy Spirit was just writing it on people's heart. I saw, I saw certain people walk up and take shoes and jewelry, and they, just, they went up to the altar three and four times just out of a spirit of giving. I mean, I, I saw one lady, she went up there once and took something, and you could tell this was, she, she wanted to give. She was happy to give. And then a few minutes later, I saw her going up there again. I'm like, what else is she giving? And then a few minutes later, I saw her go up there again. What, I was like, what else is she giving? Oh, my goodness. I was like, this is awesome. I started crying because it was so good because the Spirit of God, why would the Spirit of God want you to be a giver? Well, because he is. Yes, he is. But there's also another side of it. He knows that if you give, and you give it without grudging, and you give it from a purpose, bountiful, bountiful heart, then he's going to bring abundance yes. and overflow to you. Yes. He's going to bring it to you. Yes. He knows that your life is about to change when he can really get you to be a giver. When God can get you his blessings. And you know what? He's not doing something that's like anti-God. This is God's system we're talking about. In other words, he's saying, look, if you want to line up with who I am and what I'm doing and where I'm going, remember who's talking, Almighty God. If you want to line up with that, then you're going to have to do it my way. You're going to have to do it my way. You try to do this and it's not my way, it's not going to work. And so a lot of times people are like this, well, you know, they, they asked for something today, so I'll give that, you know. And they're, and they're grudging, yeah. you know, they're just grudgingly giving. Or they're not purposed in their heart to be a bountiful giver. Well, then all of a sudden, you, you've got people, they're not engaged in God's system. Well, I gave my money. I gave, I gave some tithes. Well, how'd you give it? Because that's really the question. Did you really want to? It sounds like maybe not. <laughs> sounds like maybe not. And then all of a sudden, people are like, well, I don't know why God didn't bless me. Well, it sounds like it's got to do with your heart. We want to be the kind of people that it's easy for us to give. I can tell you I've been both before. And uh, when we become real, real givers and, and we really like to give, I mean, it, it's awesome. Like, I, Nicole and I, we have a hard time building up money. You know why? I'm, I'm just being honest. We have a hard time building up, building up money in a sense of it's not that God doesn't want us to be a storehouse, but I, we love to give so much that it's constantly, we're like, let's give it all. Just, give, just empty the account. And, and you know what? So logic, world's logic, what just happened in some people's brain when you hear that? And in some people's brain, they go, they go, oh, no. You know why? Because they got more faith in their nest egg than they do in Almighty God. Yeah. And that's the real issue. They got more faith in what that um, amount in the bank says than God. See, we've just determined as we went on you know what? God is a giver, and he wants to give to us. He wants to abound to us and prosper us. And I have no problem whatsoever trusting him that he will come through and give when we need it. He says, he didn't say, trust uh, me this day for your daily nest egg. He said, trust me this day for your daily bread. In other words, every day he will be bringing what you need for that day. Now, he will also give you plans and he will show you how to build those things. When we've needed larger things, if it didn't come through all in one, he would give us a plan like on this building. How do you do that? How do you do that? Right? I, how do you build up something like that? He's already showing plans on how to do that, how to make that happen. But I can tell you it's not logical, it's supernatural, supernatural wisdom. But what I'm telling you is when you get to the place that you want to give, it's the most awesome thing ever. 
It's the most awesome thing. It is such a fun life. The word says it's more blessed to give than receive. That's very true. Very, very true. Let me just point out, it never said that it wasn't blessed to receive either. Let me kind of, because that's where we classify it. We'll say uh, giving blessed, receiving, oh, you're so uh, selfish. No, 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 that's not what it said. It did not classify receiving as not blessed. It just said, actually, it kind of classified it as blessed because it said it's more blessed to give. And when we get on the side of a heart that's ready to give, and and listen, what is giving? Is it your money? That's where most people's head goes to. Let me tell you something. Money, it's the bottom rung of a kingdom ladder. And it's the one that we're supposed to have so much uh, uh, control over because we're givers, that's the bottom rung of spiritual maturity. And you got people, and the devil knows that too, because he says, how am I going to bless you? The word says, how am I going to bless you in the big things when you don't even understand this small thing? How am I going to give you more? And so what does the devil do? He's like, well, I'll just keep them off the bottom rung. They'll never get to the top ones. And so he attacks prosperity. He attacks people. He keeps people in debt. He does that. That's why the Lord told us to preach this message on bye-bye debt and hello abundance. And I'm telling you, there have been people that have not liked it. Then there have been other people saying, good gracious Lord, I need help. And I'm getting messages saying, what are y'all doing? How is this happening? What's happening for all this debt to go away and this abundance to come? What is going on? We just went to the Lord and we said, Lord, we'll line up with you. We'll humble ourselves and we'll live like you. We'll become givers. We'll become faithful people. And Lord, you'll do what you said you would do. You'll do what you said you would do. But it comes back to our heart. It comes back to us saying, what kind of giver do I want to be? Do I want to be? Do I want to be one that has a hard time? And what are we talking about giving? Is it money? I'm talking about money, time. I'm talking about your soul. You know, your thinking, your will and emotions. Are you really truly given, uh, you know, as what is your reasonable service? Are you truly given all of yourself as a living sacrifice to God? Are you holding some back? Well, I don't want to give. I, I like doing this. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm in a, a media fast, right? And uh, this is what I'm doing. You know, from December 22nd, I'm sharing this with you because I want it to inspire you and I also want to encourage you. From December 22nd until of 2016, a few months ago, till December 22nd of 2017, I'm not watching any TV, no movies. No, nothing. I'm not even trying to listen to anything unless it's the word or it's preaching that the Lord has told me to go to. I'm not even reading any books. I'm trying not to scroll on Facebook even when i got to get on there and do business. I'm trying to just do the business that I've got to do, post the stuff I need to, and get off of there. Sometimes y'all stuff is on top and I can't help but see it, and I like it. So anyway, but I'm trying not even to do that. People have been telling me, what do you think about this going on in the news? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Amen. You know why? Because I want the peace of God to come in. But I'm telling you, here's some things that that means. You know, Carolina's playing in March Madness, and they might just go to the Final Four if they win today. <laughs> I thought Paul might have a, you know, a point, a side note on that. I don't even know who they're playing. But you know what? They may be, they may be, playing in that final game. And you know what? I'd like to watch it, but I'm not going to. Why? Because I'm on a mission that the Lord's given me to, and He's shown me something to keep me focused and to hone in on the things of God, so that not only does it change in mine, Nicole's life, but I can bring something different to your life as well. It takes some discipline. It takes some wanting to do that. You know what else that means? That also means that uh, when the new Star Wars movie comes out and we'll actually go and rent the theater, well, it'll be before December 22nd. I ain't watching it. I'll be there. I'll be listening to all the choo-choo-choo-choo when you All right, I'll be listening to all that, but I won't be watching it. I won't be watching it. Why? 
because I've made a commitment. I want the things of God more than I want that. I want the things of God more than I want to watch The Walking Dead. You know, which I stopped watching anyway, but I'm just giving you a thing. I want to watch, I want to watch God do some amazing things. That means I've got to be a giver of who I am. Man, when I first thought about not watching any media for a year, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's a long time. But the truth of the matter is it's not a long time. You know, it's not a long time. It'll actually, it's actually going by very quickly. And let me tell you this. I got so much peace. Oh, my goodness, I have so much peace. Everybody else would be in. Oh, you know what was really nice is in between uh, December 22nd and, and when uh, Trump got inaugurated, all that. I didn't hear a word of it. That was so happy. Everybody's, you know, their opinion this way and their opinion that way and news and this, and I didn't hear a word of it. Amen. You know, somebody had to tell me stuff that, you know, here's the thing. With intimacy with God, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. See, you think you need to know all that stuff. I have an intimacy with Jesus where if I need to know something, he'll tell me. He'll tell you the same way. And if he won't tell you directly, he doesn't always have to, he'll tell somebody to tell you, hey, you need to be aware of this. Well, then I'll be in a position to hear about it, and all I'll need to do is probably just pray about it. I don't need to give it any time except just whatever he tells me to do. See, when we become a giver, it's of our whole life. Lord, this life, I can't even be who I am if it wasn't for you. I can't be that. I can't be that if it wasn't for you. Why should I think that I get to make any of the choices? Are you my Lord or not? Are you the director of my life or not? Are you making the choices or not? That's what a Christian does. He lets the Lord make the choices. So when he made the choice for me to not watch media, my flesh went, no, you know. but, But then, you know, my spirit... Because I've trained my flesh. You know, you got to listen. Dumb flesh, be quiet. My spirit took over. It's going to be awesome. If God's asking me for that, what does he have? Because I know my God. And if he's asking me for something, asking me to give anything, God has a plan. And it's going to be greater than what he's asking me to give up. If he's asking me to sow something, there's going to be a harvest. And if, he's at, if there's going to be a harvest, it's going to be a multiplied harvest of the seed. What is he asking for? What He's after something. And if he's after something, he's after something good. And he's asking me to have faith in him and to trust him. To trust him more than what my bank account says. To trust him more than what my time says I have. Well, this is my time. No, it's not. It's God's time. You've got that wrong. You've listened to the world. It's not your time. You've got to lovingly hand that over to the Lord and say, no, this is Jesus' time. You've taken your cues from the wrong person. It's not your time. It's not your money because you would be dead without Jesus. The devil would have already wiped out this earth. You would not even be here. The time that you have is a gift. The resources that you have, it's a gift. And if you're not about his things, you've missed it. You've missed it. Well, that goes back to, but here's the beauty of what the Lord's done. He said, it rains on the just and the unjust. So no matter if you think this way or not, no matter if you think this way or not, you're in a period of time where the people who are the hands and the feet of Christ, who are the light of the world with Christ shining through them, they're holding back the curse. You're living in a time where you get to see the grace of God, whether or not you think that way or not. You're blessed to even be taking a a breath. The truth of the matter is, had Christ not done it, this world had not had a plan to come and save it, this world would have been wiped out. You would not even be here. You're living on the gift of Christ, whether you know it or not. But it's up to us to get in this word and see that I'm supposed to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. That's what reason would say. I have no other choice but to give myself 
And when I give myself, that means whatever it is. It's really, see, the whole series about being out of debt and abundance, it is talking about the goodness of God. But what it's really getting back to is you, the way that it works is that you enter God's system by becoming a giver. Yes. That you become more of a servant than you become the person standing out like they've done something. You become a servant. You see, winning a thousand souls, it's not just going to happen. It's going to take people that say, Lord, let me trust you for an extra thousand dollars. I, I want to apply a thousand dollars towards those souls. Souls are important to you. They're important to me. I'm trusting you for that. And then what's going to happen when you apply faith and you become a giver the way? See, and when you put out faith like that, God will meet that. Yes. Why? Because you're talking about his stuff. Your heart is right. You're moving in love. Now your faith works because it's working by love, not working by what you want. Now it works. But see, he doesn't just give, Lord, I ask you for $1,000. wouldn't surprise me at all. You ask the Lord for that to give, and then you do the things that he shows you to do. wouldn't surprise me at all if instead of 1000 he gave you 1200 1300 1500 That's the way he works. He doesn't work in just enough. Haven't we been talking about he's an excessive, abundant God? This is who he is. He's like, hey, man, thank you so much for asking for that. Let me give you that and some more. And some more. He's an and some more God. That's who he is. Ain't he? Yeah. Amen. And some more. Each one must do just as he purposed in his heart. So what does that tell us? That tells us we need to purpose our heart to be a giver. Yeah. That means we got to be intentional. That means we need to spend some time thinking about it, praying about it. The Lord ever ask you to do something and your immediate response was like, mm, 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 mm. no, Jesus, no, 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 no. Or is it just me? Y'all didn't ever receive it. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, yeah, we did. You're right. Yeah, but see, what does that tell you? He asked you for something. Obviously, it was the will of God, but we weren't ready because we need to take some time. See, what if he told you right now, I want you to believe God for $100,000 to put towards that new building? Amen. Some people would be like, like I ain't never even seen $100,000. <laughs> well, that's not God's fault. That's right. That's good. God's like laid out everything in front of you. What I'm saying is God's taken, he's taking the ceiling off of that. All we got to do is purpose in our heart to be givers, and God can give us what we need. Amen. We've got to be intentional. See, we've got to sit back and say, Lord, I want to be a giver, and I want to give, and I want my heart to be right. And, and I don't, man, flesh, my flesh needs to shut up. Amen. I need to be a giver. Amen. How, many, how many of you would like to say, man, look, I, God has planted me in this church, and we are accomplishing a vision. And, and I'm not the most important person in this church, but I am a part of it. And I'm a part of what God's doing. And when we needed a new building, I asked the Lord for $100,000. And I'm going to tell you what happened. Here's what happened. I purpose in my heart to be a giver to do that. And all of a sudden, God started giving me ideas. He started showing me what to do. And all of a sudden, guess what happened? Over a little period of time, man, he brought in miraculous supernatural stuff. And I gave that amount even a little bit more because he was so good. And now look at the thing that we have paid for. How, how many people would like to have that testimony? See, wouldn't that be awesome? And you know what? That would just be the start. Because then the Lord might say, hey, I want Boomerang to believe for a million dollars because I'm going to start an orphan, orphanage over here in this part of the world. Or I'm going to save, save some uh, people in human trafficking over in this part of the world. See, it happens when believers start to know who they are and purpose in their heart to be who God's called them to be. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just 
happen. Somebody's got to be purposed and intentional. Each one must do as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. How are you going to give if you're not walking in abundance? And I can tell you, if you're not walking in abundance, you're almost assuredly not going to be cheerful about it. (laughs) You'd be like, oh, I barely had this. See, this is why this series is so important because it breaks us out of the world's bondages over this stuff so that we can become the people that God's called us to be. Walking in the freedom. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. Say, abound to me. So that always having sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Now, I'm not trying to put condemnation at all, but in order to break free and break loose, it's important for us to recognize what the problem has been so that we can move to the freedom of what's supposed to be. How many people would like to give you know, $500, $1,000 right now today, if you had it in your pocket, would like to give $500, $1,000 right now to the Soul Fest? Just straight towards souls. That's pretty much everybody. But don't raise your hands. But how many can? And the reason we can't or we're not in a position to do that is because we have not applied this stuff purposefully before or we've been bound up by that stuff. See, you're telling me if you had it, you would give it. So in other words, we've got to go back and say, all right, I identified the problem now. Now I need to trust God to take me into the place of abundance so that I can give towards that. I need to identify that so that I can give towards the things that God will call us to do. Do you know all the plans in the future of what God's going to call us to do? No, He just wants you walking in abundance all the time so that when He says and drops it on your heart, give a thousand here, give ten thousand here, See, even when I say some of those figures, some people are like, my goodness, that's big money. No, it's just big money to you. To God, it's nothing. It's nothing. See, that's where we really don't know God. We've got to expand. And see, our lack of expanding and blowing the ceiling off of that is what's been holding us down because we can't see beyond it. For you today, it may be, praise God, if I could give $10. And you know what? Have we not been there? I I remember one day I couldn't even give a dollar. This was not that long ago. It was not that long ago. You just start where you're at and God will meet you at that place. It doesn't matter. I'm giving you, I'm trying to give you all different kinds of ranges. Maybe you just want to give $20 to it. That would be a big accomplishment to you. That's good, and God will meet you right there. But when you hit that place, don't stop at that place. Continue to go on. Continue to believe God, because God is always increasing. God is able to make all grace abound. Go to verse 10. And here's the thing. How many people you want to be a giver is coming out of your pocket? Is it coming out of your pocket? No. No. See the next verse. Now he who supplies seed to the sower. Who's paying for the seed? Who's supplying it? God is. And bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. In other words, he will multiply the seed in the ground for you so that not just one plant will come up, many plants will come up and bring the fruit. But he will even give you seed. But who does he give seed to? The one who's purposed in his heart to be a sower, to be a cheerful sower, to be an abundant, a bountiful, not grudging sower. See, when we become that kind of sower, all of a sudden you become the kind of person he can give seed to. 
But see, if you're not a cheerful giver, if you're not a, a bountiful and not purposed in your heart to be a bountiful giver, if you're not that, then what happens is he can't get seed to you because you, when you get it, you're going to do the wrong thing with it. You're going to eat it. You're going to take that seed that's designed to multiply and you're going to start chomping down on it, using it in your own life. So we've got to become the kind of people in our heart that when God brings in that kind of stuff, we know exactly what to do with it. Lord, this is designed. And this is what you do. You say, Lord, how much would you have me to give? When God brings up, when the place where you're planted comes with a vision that God's given them, you say, how much would you have me to give towards souls in Springfest? Lord, how much would you have me to give towards the new building? Or even this, Lord, how much would you have me to just increase in an offering so that the budget of the church is bigger than it was last month? That's right. What if all of us... You just think about that. What if all of us, every one of us, believed God for an extra $100 every single month just to increase the budget? You're talking about a big deal. And then when you got there, you believed Him for more. All of a sudden, you can see how the increase happens the way that it's supposed to. You just have to ask. And then when you ask Him about Springfest or you ask Him about that building, He'll say, hey, He'll give you a number. And He'll tell you something. Sometimes I've heard him say numbers and I go, oh my, help me, <laughs> help me, because it was a big number. But then sometimes I've heard him say, nothing, it's not yours to sow into. Or sometimes it's a small number. But I've also purposed myself that I, I want to be a giver. So I ask the Lord, will you let me give to that? Can I? I've been in situations where they've been believing God for something and the Lord told me you don't have to give anything. And I said, Lord, I want to. He said, okay then, you can. See, that's a, that's a purposed giver. And when we get to that place, that's the, perp that's the person that God gives seed to. And that person that God gives seed to, then they plant it with their faith and love in the ground of building the kingdom. Let me tell you something. Don't be given seed if they're not building the kingdom. As a general rule, that's not. I, they can have all the whining dogs and kids on the, on the commercial that they want to. If they're not building the kingdom, don't plant it there. And you know what? There's some people saying they're building the kingdom and that's how they do it. That's generally not right. It's not the way it's supposed to work according to the word. He plants you in a place to complete that vision for a reason. And the majority of your stuff is there to complete. That's why you're planted there, to complete that mission. But there'll be other things as well that he'll show you. Like one I'm going to tell you about. I'm going to tell you about a couple people because they are focused on souls. Maybe next week. I was planning on doing it this week, but that didn't happen. But I'm going to tell you, they're focused on souls. You want to see them advance in the kingdom, but it comes back to us purposing ourselves. He gives you the seed. And when you start to understand that, you'll say, all I got to do is become a sower. Ask him for, like on the spring fest, what is obedience in this event? You hear that, believe him for that. He'll bring it in and then you just give that. Now you've taken that seed, planted with faith and love into advancement of the kingdom. A time passes, first the seed, then the blade, and then the harvest. And all of a sudden, you don't just have one seed. You have multiplied results and fruit from that seed. Now it fills the bucket of your harvest, and now that's what you eat from. That's what you eat from. You understand? And then it says in verse 11, you will be enriched in everything for all liberality which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. You will be enriched in everything. Everything. Well, what does that not cover? This is God talking. Every area of your life will be enriched to the one who becomes a sower in their heart and then is obedient to do those things. You know, it was funny, this morning I woke up and um, I just had a verse on my heart 
in Psalms 118, I think it was. And I just got a big kick out of this. I think it's 118, 24. Verse 24. And it says, this is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is your day. This is the day that the Lord has made just for you. Let us rejoice in that. You know, a lot of times we wake up and we feel like this. Oh, man, another day. That's not what the Word tells us to do. It says wake up with rejoicing in our heart. This is the day God's made and designed just for you. He's got some good stuff in it. It's just waiting on you to apply faith towards it. And that starts with rejoicing. This is your day. What I got a kick out of this morning is being in this series and and having some people ask about, you know, getting out of debt and abundance is awesome. But I've also had some people that are like, that's not God, you know, because the spirit of religion does that stuff. Why? Because it wants to keep you bound up. But what's funny is, is this scripture that I just read, is it Holy Spirit inspired or not? Every scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. He's showing them right here how to pray, how to believe God. And the very next verse, O Lord, do save. We beseech you. We beg you. O Lord, we beg you. Do send prosperity. Do send it. Send it, Lord. This is the Holy Spirit showing us how to worship, how to praise. This is Him telling us what to do, what to believe in. Why? Why would He want us to pray that way and believe God? Because there are souls that need to be saved. And they don't get saved without people making a choice to go after it. It takes money. It takes resources. It takes people. It's going to take your effort. Moving into this building, it's going to take effort. It's going to take, it's going to take your time. I'm not telling you that you move into Christ and you'll never have to do anything. Everything will just work out. No, it'll take your life. Matter of fact, you try to save your life, you lose it. But if you try to serve and you give your life, you'll find it. And that's the beauty of becoming a giver with the right heart. Whether it's giving your time or money or whatever, it takes time, it takes money, it takes resources. When you become that kind of giver, you find who you really were created to be. You find your destiny in Christ. That's who he is. So I'm asking you, make a commitment. This morning... As you're finishing out, you may have already given. The Lord may be moving on you. I'm giving again. You know, I meant to actually not, you know, I meant to put up the signs. Don't put them in the box this day, but I forgot. And maybe just for that reason. And the Lord says, I want, you, I want you to ask me right now. And so I ask you, close your eyes and just say, Lord, I want to be a giver. I purpose in my heart. And not just for giving's sake, but I know the full account of what's going on here when I become a giver and I seek you first that's when you add to me too and that's just as much a part of it as being a giver that's the whole picture of what God wants he wants you to be a giver so that he can give to you that's the whole picture so what we're saying is Lord not just what can we give but what can we receive on your behalf and walk in the fullness of your plan to advance the kingdom. What would you have me to give for souls? Would it be items or, or finances or uh, time or a mixture of all of the above? What is it? What would you have me to give for that building? And right now, Lord, as people purpose in their heart, and that focus on that. Be intentional on that. Lord, I'm, I'm becoming, just like your word said, purposed, intentional purposed and intentional you love a cheerful giver and if you love something it becomes important to me I love you and because I love you I love what you love you love a cheerful giver 
I want to be a cheerful giver. And in that is the freedom. That's where I actually find my life, not in the receiving, but in the giving. That's where it starts. Lord, let me be a giver. And so we ask you right now, Lord, we just ask you, what would you have us to give towards souls? We're going to need people to hand out flyers. We're going to need people to be ready to minister and pray with people, give testimonies, give out some water, do whatever it takes. We're going to need hands-on. We're going to need finances. We're going to need resources. What would you have me to give? Any of those? All of those? Towards that building, Lord, start showing me what you want me to believe for. I believe that if you give me a number, you'll show me how to make that number happen. You'll give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge, and it'll be beautiful. So what is that? Lord, I purpose in my heart to be a giver. But I don't do it without knowing that there won't be any fruit. Lord, as we become givers, there's an end of this that says I will also become a harvester. I will reap the harvest. So, Lord, I'm asking you and I'm believing you that as I give, the increase of my harvest will be there. It's not just one-sided. I've actually got to be a receiver before I can be a giver. How can I give what I haven't received? They go hand in hand. Lord, let me be the giver and the receiver that you've called me to be. So, Lord, right now, I just ask you, I thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I'm handling my own giving right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just, our offerings this morning, whether we've already placed them or not, We just lift them up to you. You know, if we have anything to give, it's because you gave to us. Lord, we're not just talking about tithe. That's already said. We're talking about offerings over and above the tithe. That's where we're talking about this morning. Lord, we give to you. We thank you that you've already given it to us. And then, Lord, by intention and purpose, intention and purpose, we become givers again. And we give to you and we sow into your kingdom, Lord. And Father, this represents our life. It represents what you've done for us. We praise you with it. We worship you with it. And Lord, we also believe that it is what you said it was, seed in the ground that will be multiplied and returned. And Father, we praise you for it. We ask you, Lord, now me as a pastor, I just believe on your behalf. We receive tithes and offerings on your behalf, Lord to advance the kingdom. And Father, I believe that you are multiplying that seed back to them. Like your word says, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Father, we thank you for it, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just, uh, as you give today, you can just place it in the boxes on your way out, but... I really believe today, just to wrap up, there's some people that are here this morning, and as you heard that message, one of two things happened, or maybe both. You heard the message, and you said this, I want to be a giver. From this point forward, I want to be a giver. And if that's you, I want you to come up, and let's just impart that. Pray and seal that in who you are. And the other thing is, not just do I want to be a giver, but you're saying, Lord, I need the breakthrough in finances. I need debt released. I need abundance in my life. And the truth of the matter is, once we've seen abundance, we start to realize there's more abundance than any of us have ever imagined. And if we're going to do the things God's called us to do, we all need that abundance because that abundance goes to every good deed. So if you would like that just sealed and that imparted into you this morning, come on up for prayer real quick and let's pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
Lord, we want to be a giver. And I'm going to pray just to be a giver first because that's how it works. That's where it starts from. That's where your breakthrough flows from. And I think it's uh, First or Second Kings chapter 4. You've got a lady on her deathbed, right? You've got a widow on her deathbed about to eat the very last thing that she had, the last meal. And she goes to the man of God. She goes to the prophet. And all of a sudden she says, what are you going to do for me? And the prophet goes, what do you want me to do for you? In other words, her focus was on the man instead of being on God. But then, then the prophet says this. He says, what do you have? What do you have in your house? Or in this, excuse me, in this case, this wasn't the last meal. This was the lady that was actually had a bunch of debt and her kids were about to be taken away. So she didn't have enough to pay for them to get out of slavery. But he goes, he goes what do you have? Well, if you heard that today, the headlines would be, local preacher, ask this poor widow who's about to have her kids, what does she have, right? But see, he knew something about the ways of God because a lot of times the world's ways and God's ways, they're backwards. The world's ways in that situation would say, save up everything you have. But God says, you sow and it'll be returned to you. You give and it'll be returned. That's the way of God. I can't, I'm not making excuses for it. That's the way God works. That's how he works. Because he says, you get you out of the way and I can get in the way of, your, of that problem. I can get it, I can get that problem to completely be obliterated and destroyed, but I got to get you out so that I can stand in. So our giving is what starts the process of breaking the junk in your life. And it's not just always finances. A lot of times it's got to do with our heart first, which is why even in giving, we have to break that crust off of our heart and become intentional. Amen. So I pray right now, Lord, just that giving would rise up in each person. Giving of God. Rise up. Where's my oil? There we go. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just let us be intentional and purposed givers. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Intentional and purposed givers in Jesus' name. Intentional and purposed givers in Jesus' name. Intentional and purposed, cheerful and bountiful givers. Intentional, purposed, cheerful and bountiful givers. Intentional, purposed, cheerful and bountiful givers.